Greetings to all of you wherever you're listening from. I am Commander Bimal Raj, a TEDx speaker, internationally certified trainer and coach, mindset mentor and a teen and parents coach. In this podcast, The Awkward Talks, I bring you topics that are usually considered taboo or are not discussed freely by the youth, but are some of the most pivotal things that we should be talking about. This podcast was unlike any other podcast or training that I've done in my life. This topic grief was difficult for me because even though I have experienced loss in many forms be it health, career, relationship, finance, even spiritual, I have never experienced the loss of family. It was difficult for me because I still don't know how I would handle the inevitable loss despite the fact that the only certainty in our lives is death. This also happens to be my biggest fear in life. losing someone i love a lot for me preparing this podcast was also educational and informational so from my heart to yours let's talk about grief now before i dive deep into today's episode i want to mention that this topic will be discussed in two parts in part 1 i will speak about stages of grief how to recognize it how to help someone struggling with it Now in part 2 I will be speaking about a totally different unique kind of grief that I came across the millennial grief millennials grieve differently than previous generations their lives have been very different from their predecessors naturally the way they express their grief digest as well as react to events and experiences will be different as well let's begin with today's episode of awkward talks Now grief in simple terms means great sadness. In the words of Rabbi Earl A. Grohlman, an internationally recognized bereavement counselor, the only cure for grief is to grieve. One can experience grief due to different kinds of losses. It could be people that you lose like your parents or grandparents, your partner or sibling, a close friend or your child or your pet. Other kinds of losses could be losing your finances, the chance to live a healthy life due to a terminal illness, bad health, divorce or breakup. You could also be deeply affected by the death of an influencer or a hero in your life. I didn't even know that there are about 16 types of grief. Doesn't matter how many types are there, when you experience it, it could be all consuming and devastating when it hits you. Now in earlier decades religion played a big role in helping people cope with the loss or death. There were rituals and processes that ensured that the person experiencing loss had people around them. These people helped and looked after everything else allowing the person to go through the grieving process. It also helped that most people who attended to the grieving person had some personal experience with loss and grief. Therefore they had a better understanding of what he or she was going through. When I was researching support groups to aid with grieving and loss in India, I did not come across many. It bothered me as I really believe that no one should be alone when they are grieving. And then it occurred to me, religion and most importantly, extended family. In India, even if nuclear families are on the rise, we still are intrinsically tied to each other 
In a world full of work nomads, our colony friends and colleagues become family. Besides that, as I mentioned earlier, most religions have traditions and rituals for death and mourning that help people find solace and even meaning in the loss of a loved one. And there is usually a designated ceremony to pay respect to the one who has passed away and many people find comfort in that. Mourning periods are often very helpful because it gives enough time to process your emotions. Now, even if you are not normally religious, during times like this, you may find comfort in what your religious book says about death and loss. People don't seem to realize that by disconnecting entirely from traditions and customs, shunning religious practices, there is a complete loss of this entire support system. I'm in no way suggesting that you stick to superstition and blind faith, but try to understand a custom, the reason behind it, and then, if it doesn't sit right with you, go ahead and shun it. The last few years were brutal to all of us as death seemed to dance all around us and landing at the most unexpected times. Now, if a person is dying of illness or old age, there is some amount of understanding, at least at a subconscious level, about the inevitable. However, when you lose people who are hale and hearty, healthy and thriving in a matter of days, it becomes almost impossible to process it. I know someone who lost his father, spouse, daughter and son in that order in a matter of two weeks due to COVID. He did not even get a chance to say goodbye to any of them since they were in isolation. Now, how do you process something like that? How can you ever reach the stage of acceptance in this case? In 1969, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross came up with the Kubler-Ross model that explains five stages of grief. From denial to anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. Unfortunately, this is not a linear progression. It can jump from one to another at any time leaving you completely lost and broken. Let's now talk about stages of grief. The first stage is denial. Denial of what happened is a classic coping mechanism. The loss is so overwhelming that you go into shock and you feel numb. This is actually helpful because it helps you in minimizing the overwhelm and pain. Then you can take one step at a time to understand and absorb all that has happened and the uncertainty that lies ahead. As this shock fades away, feelings that have been suppressed will begin to surface. The second stage is anger. One of the first emotions that you experience is anger. It may be anger towards a whole lot of areas including friends, family, self, towards the person we lost and even God for being so unfair. You may even feel angry at someone else who is alive because you feel that the person you lost deserved to live more than him. There is so much to process that anger comes forth as the most natural emotional outlet. The third stage is bargaining. When you are trying to come to terms with a tragic event, it's natural for you to feel totally desperate. So desperate that you are willing to do anything to reverse what has happened because you just don't want to go through what you are going through. Most of the time, this happens with God, who could be the only entity who can reverse it. 
some of the promises include god if you can heal this person i will turn my life around i promise to be better if you let this person live i'll never get angry again if you can stop her from dying or leaving me now when you're bargaining you tend to see all the times you were wrong maybe you are insensitive to the person you are losing maybe you didn't spend enough time with them you just want one chance to do everything that you didn't do right the next stage is depression this is where it hits the reality of the loss and the irreversible nature of the event here the pain becomes real and the sadness tend to engulf every moment of your life the world might look black and gray and you don't want to live in this world without the other person you're convinced that you can never again be happy and cheerful in life you shut everything and everyone out of your life the last stage is acceptance here you are still hurting due to the loss but you become aware of other people who may be dependent on you could be the rest of your family friends or anyone else who cares for you this is the place where you realize that nothing will change the situation and you must find the strength to go on you don't like it one bit but you realize that you don't have any other option now if you have experienced a terrible loss you would be able to identify with these stages there is no set time period to go through these stages Some people may take just weeks while some others may take years. There is also no chronological order for these stages. You may move up and down these stages multiple times as well. Now remember that no one can really understand your pain because your relationship with the person you lost is very personal to you. Don't ever feel pressure to hurry through your grieving process. Your grieving process may continue even after getting back to normal life. Now what can you do to express and ease your grief? For this podcast, I went through many different websites and articles on how people deal with grief. It was quite heart-wrenching to read many stories that were out there. But one common thread that came across all these places was the fact that all of them encouraged people to reach out and talk to others. It could be either one-on-one or joint grief therapy groups which they found to be very effective. The reason is that these groups have many people who has had a similar experience to yours. Therefore the possibility of understanding what you are going through also becomes very high with these groups. Now, you can find ways to honor their memory by making photo albums or scrapbooks with pictures from happy moments. You can share or write letters expressing unconditional love and gratitude towards them. Anything that helps keep their spirit alive can let you process and then release some of the pain and emotion you feel. Now if one of your heroes or idols passed away suddenly, it can again affect you in a very big way. One healthy practice to do that time is to stay away from the media. to make sure that you don't get overwhelmed with the outpouring of emotions and opinions from others just because they passed does not mean that you need to let them 
think of all the ways your idol inspired you and continue to follow their advice and motivations as a tribute to them. You can also subscribe to online resources that help you handle loss and grief. Remember that irrespective of how bad your loss is, there are always people who have had worse. We are just not aware of them. When you go to these online communities, you will be able to express yourself well and also be empathetic to others who are going through similar experiences there. Unfortunately, in India, we don't have many forums and communities to help you through grief. I did come across an interesting concept that is happening in India. It's called the Death Cafe. This was started in England, but they do have meetup groups in India in different cities. This is a place where people, mostly strangers, come together to share some snacks and tea and also talk about death, dying and facing their own mortality. Now I know it's going to be tough, but you really need to focus on self-care and preservation. Your life may seem pointless when you're grieving, but you also know that there are other people depending on you and even the departed one would want you to move on in life. To ensure that, make sure that you sleep well, eat your meals, if possible get out of home for a walk and get fresh air. Spend some time with your pet if you have one. You can reach out to someone you trust. Talk to them about all your feelings and thoughts. Remember that they are more than willing to help you out and are waiting for you to talk to them. They have been respectful and gave you space to grieve and now they can help you get back on your feet. Now, talking about your intense feelings about the person you lost helps you process your emotions better. Bottling up things inside can lead to depression over time. If talking directly about them makes you uncomfortable or feels too painful, you can simply talk about how their absence has impacted your life instead. Explore your feelings. Remember that you don't have their physical presence anymore, but their memories are always with you. Don't have any kind of guilt or shame in case you now feel that you did not talk to them or treat them well enough. You can start grief therapy with a professional grief counsellor. If you feel you need help and your friends and family are not able to help despite their best intentions. Now be prepared for recurring grief, especially in the years immediately after the loss. Events like birthdays, holidays or special events that you used to share with them can trigger very strong emotions. As far as you can, plan these events in advance and make it a happy time of remembrance and gratefulness. Now the question becomes, how can you help someone who is grieving? Many times, even the most talkative people are at a loss of words when it comes to helping someone through their loss and grief. It is important to know what not to do so that you don't end up being unhelpful despite the best intentions. Some of the things that you should avoid are First, don't try to fix their pain. Sometimes when you try to ease their pain, we may end up invalidating their pain, making them feel horrible and they may even see you as insensitive. Second, don't force them to talk about their pain. We all know that sharing about their pain and loss is one of the best ways to reduce the pain. However, 
trying to make them talk before they are ready for it will not help. In fact, it may interfere with their grieving process. So what can you do? First, be there for them without any expectations. Let them know that you are there if and when they feel like reaching out. Second, help out. Once the temporary support system goes away, they still need people around and lots of help would be required for getting things done, which the affected person may not be fully capable of handling at that point in time. I stumbled upon Dr. Lois Tonkin's model of growing around grief as part of my research. It resonated so well with me, I have to share it with you. Now, Tonkin's model of grief challenges the idea that time heals all wounds or that grief disappears over time. I mean, if you have lost a loved one, you may feel as though it is impossible to ever move on from grief. Dr. Tonkin suggests that this is because we do not move on from grief, but grow around it. Now, let me explain the model. Imagine drawing a circle to represent yourself. Now, this is you, your life and everything you are experiencing. Now, you shade the circle to represent your grief. The result is a circle almost entirely shaded. This is your grief. It may be entirely consuming your life. You may feel unable to eat or sleep or find yourself struggling to think about anything else. Now what happens in the following days, months and years is important. Rather than the shaded area growing smaller, the outer circle representing you begins to grow bigger. The result looks somewhat like a fried egg with the white representing your life and the yoke representing your grief. This is why this model of grief is sometimes referred to as the fried egg model. Tonkin's theory of grief suggests that over time your grief will stay much the same but your life will begin to grow around it. You will have new experiences, meet new people and begin to find moments of enjoyment. Slowly, these moments may grow more frequent and the outer circle will grow a little bigger. Eventually, there will be a much larger circle with the same size shaded area but the grief is not as dominant overall. This is why Tonkin's model of grief is also called growing around grief. And this made immense sense to me. I really would like to know what your thoughts are on this episode as well as Tonkin's model of grief. Do share how you cope or how you coped with your grief. It might just help someone who are going through it. Now, if you like this podcast and the topics, do give it the rating that you feel it deserves. It might help someone listen to the episodes. And please do share with others if you feel it might be helpful for them. This is Commander Bimalraj and I will be talking about millennial grief in the next episode. Thank you.